welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I am excited to be here because there's alcohol. Yeah. And a special guest. What? You you brought the special guest, Devin. You should be like, oh yeah, it's our friend. Well, it's your friend, Justin. I don't know him all that well. It's my college roommate, Justin. But hey, I'm, it's Devin's college roommate, Justin. That's yay. Nice. And we also have another special guest this week, alcohol. Alcohol. Why, why do first, we... Your first problem is that alcohol isn't a special guest every week. It's true. It is, wait, are, have you been doing Multiversal Q drunk, Devin, or tipsy? Maybe. Every week. So that's why you missed that interview with Chris and Chad. Yeah, that's why. Not for other reasons. No. Okay. I wasn't in a car accident. <laughs> we can laugh about this now. Oh, God, or maybe that's why he got into a car accident. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he got into the car accident because he was reaching for the ice cream cone. That's true. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference to something that Devin told me about. True, and it's very topical for yeah, this. Yeah, it's Yeah, because, Devin, you're going to be Stabbing me in the back 13 times like I'm Julius Caesar by starting a spin-off podcast. Is that correct? It's correct. Called Wine Tree Hill. It's true. Every Re- week, drink a little bit and talk about an episode of One Tree Hill. And all things related to teen dramas. Yes. Wow, Most drinking. Dawson's Creek. Mostly Dawson's Creek, which is weird because the show is titled after One Tree Hill. Yeah, I thought it was going to be covering... One Tree Hill episodes. Well, well it's, it is. see, here you go. Now it's getting complicated. Because we do talk about an episode of One Tree Hill every week. Mm-hmm. But in reference to Dawson's Creek, it's a whole thing. you got to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds way more confusing than this podcast discussing the Marvel and DC multiverse, which my brother has kindly said, I have no idea what you're talking about half of the time. Hi, brother. Well, this episode won't be that hard. Very simple plot line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can we go around and say what we're drinking? Yes. I'm drinking some Steel Reserve with a little bit of Barefoot wine, all of which in a can. Uh, Justin, what are you drinking? So, I'm saving the Heaven Hill for a podcast. I'm actually drinking better whiskey. See, every <laughs> Devin and I will drink. But he drinks wine, and I'm drinking Hill, Heaven Hill whiskey. So you get you get two different forms of drunk. But today I'm drinking some Bullet bourbon. Ooh, well, that's one of my favorites. Well, I was going to uh, try and drink a White Russian, and instead of buying White Russian at the liquor store, I ended up accidentally buying a bottle of Kahlua, which I didn't realize until I had poured some of it out, and it was like, oh, this is the wrong consistency. And then I tried to mix in a uh, pre-made white Russian that I already had, except one of my roommates had poured it into a mason jar that formerly held nutmeg, and that shit was rancid. And so I ended up pouring that out, and then I just mixed coconut rum and crystal light fruit punch. So See, That's pretty upsetting, but in the end, that fruit punch drink you made actually sounds pretty delicious. It does. Well, I was thinking of making the uh, red mocha cooler from uh, Venture Brothers, where it's like uh, fruit punch mixed with Kahlua, but yeah, I decided against that. 
I'm taking backseat on this episode. So, Devin, take us away, take us away, take us away now. Oh, man, there's thunder outside. It's scary. There's okay. a dog outside. Well, we're going to be talking about the sensational teen drama series, Mary Jane. And it takes place on Earth 602636. Okay, so let me just tell you right now. Yes. You... We just started the podcast. Yep. You you just completely lost me. Oh, oh okay. Well, you see, there's things called multiverses. No, there's okay, game multiverses. The I got, I got you. There's multiple so there's universes. There's lots of parallel universes, and all of them have a randomly assigned number. Well, no, it's not always randomly assigned. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's based on the date that the comic initially came out. Oh, is that what that's for? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah like you yeah, yeah, like if you paid attention to the uh, ones from the last episode, the uh, comedy special that we did, almost all of the uh, universes were a mix of the same six numbers because of the uh, month and year that it came out, and then they just got lazy and had to keep coming up with the universes. Nice. Well, anyway, this series was written by Sean McKeever and had art by Takashi Miyazawa. And basically, we start off this series kind of actually like the Spider-Man, initial Spider-Man movie, where you have Mary Jane Watson, most popular girl ever in school. She has her best friend, Liz Allen, her boyfriend, Flash Thompson, who wears a super dope cowboy hat, and then everyone's favorite, Herschel Osborne. And basically, we have teen dramas, where they're like a little foursome, and Liz Allen is super pissed at Flash Thompson, and guess why? Because he didn't sign up to become Homecoming King. Oh man, is Liz super pissed. And basically, Homecoming is what's going to be taking place over the first two miniseries. And Justin, what did you think of this so far? Okay, so so there's two miniseries, right? The first, what's the first one called? Just Mary Jane. Mary, I thought it was called something. Circle of Friends, isn't it called Circle of Friends? No, it's just Mary Jane. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was called. That, anyway, that may have been what yeah, the so, issue's title was. Each issue is like a randomly weird title. Oh, okay. Because when I was looking through it, downloaded it, I thought it was uh, the first series is Circle of Friends and the second one was Homecoming. Anyway, what I thought about it, okay, the first miniseries, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. There was a lot of things that I thought weren't quite teen drama-y at first because it's like, this is, this is the, the official, like, if you were going to talk about, like, the pilot episode, like, if this was a pilot, what the story is, is that Mary Jane and Harry Osborn are, like, best friends, and they grew up together. Exactly. And then Mary Jane starts thinking, like, do, do I like him more than a friend? I mean, I, you know, we're, we're brother and sister. I don't want to jinx that. And then she decides to go for it, and that's a little too much for like a pilot episode for the first yeah. issue because that, that happens like the first like first few pages and they go on their first date in like the third page but we know in a teen drama that could take up to five seasons to happen <laughs> I mean Dawson and Joey so, so uh, there was a lot of tension going on I thought that this this could build the tension up a little bit more but it didn't quite do that um, you know I watched Girl Meets World the second season is the one where they're like oh maybe maybe we're just brother and sister we don't know but this is just like the first like five pages so I didn't I didn't know how to feel about that but I, I ultimately realized that 
um, it's not focused on, on Harry Osborne, it's focused on Spider-Man. I think that Harry is kind of the pacey to Spider-Man's Dawson. Yes. So that's why it works. It didn't take, it, it took me until um, Homecoming to realize, like, oh, this is actually, like, this is brilliant. This is really awesome. Yeah, no, it is really awesome. Because uh, I was really, I wasn't quite sure until the second episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, I think, and it's also one of the things I really like about this series, is even though it's like a Spider-Man book, he's like such like a background character. Yeah, but it's also, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm someone who's from New York, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm always like, you know, what Spider-Man was fl- flying around, but like, I'm not a superhero, like, what if that was happening, but I'm living life? Yeah. You know, it's like people are living their lives, and this whole like supernatural thing is just a background to them. Yeah. Or like how there is actual like teen drama, it's all grounded in reality, and the only... One weird thing that's happening is that Spider-Man has superpowers and he's fighting crime, but it's just yeah, exactly. scary. That it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely love this. And yeah, I mean, one of the big things it's all about like Mary Jane. Like one of the big things she's trying to do is she's trying to find money because she needs to buy a dress for homecoming. Because I mean, that's a super big deal down in your in your um, like teenage years. <laughs> yeah, she has those typical, and she has those typical um, you know teenage jobs. You know, she works at, like, a fast, a fast food joint. Yeah, until finally she works at the store that's selling the dress she wants in the first place. Yep. And, oh, man, that's pretty much it. I think it's, like, how it gives you two ends. It's just like, oh, yeah, here, if you work at our store, yeah, sure, we'll probably just give you this dress for your homecoming. No big deal. Well, I think the whole idea was that she was, like, working it off, right? Yeah, basically. Actually, this is one of the interesting things to note, because in this one, she's actually living with her parents, which in most of the comic book universes, she's actually living with her aunts. Oh. That's how she meets Peter Parker. Right. Because her aunt's best BFFs with Aunt May. Well, anyway, going back, there's even more love triangles, which I did love with this series, which is Flash Thompson, because Mary Jane happens to get Flash Thompson's homework notebook. Mary Jane finds out that Flash Thompson has a huge crush on her. Liz Allen, she knows something's up. She doesn't know with who. She sees Flash talking to some random girl at a football game. Bam. Attacks her. Super crazy. That basically, things are starting to get a little rocky with Harry, but everything's starting to pick up at the end of the first miniseries as Mary Jane and Flash have like a talk about their relationship. And that's how the first miniseries ends, which I kind of love because if that miniseries had not been successful, that's just where that series would have ended. Mm-hmm. And, like, it had no closure whatsoever. Just a bunch like, of setup. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, did you guys, like, always plan for this to be, like, two miniseries? Or were you just going to, like, leave us hanging? Because even though the second one ends, it's just like, it's not really an ending. Wait, but when they started, did they know how many series they would have? Because if you think the second one had no closure, the first one was just like... No, the first one had absolutely no closure. It was just like, oh, hey, I get a job for the homecoming dance that you'll have to wait until the next series. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, sure, I'm sure they were like, did they have a deal with Marvel to be like, oh, we have at least two or... No, not usually. Usually it's all based on sales. Mm, that's interesting. This one is luckily nice enough with the fact of there's really been no teen drama... Like mini series or like even series that Marvel's really published, really aside from this one, and like the whole new Miss Marvel kind of has some of those elements, but nowhere near to the same extent that this one does. No, like this is a drama series first, and Miss Marvel has drama elements, but it's much more of a 
superhero, still a superhero book, yeah. Well, and I think it's a lot more family-driven. I mean, here you don't really see any of their characters' families at all, like, yeah, in fair. any of the series. And then, yeah, basically we have um, second volume, Mary Jane Homecoming. This is the big one that starts off with Harry Osborne wants to cheat on a test. And will Mary Jane distract the teacher while Harry steals the answers? Because otherwise, Storm and Norman is going to tell Harry he can't date Mary Jane anymore. Classic dads trying to meddle in their teen's love life. And sure enough, Mary Jane says no, which causes Harry and MJ to break up. See, this is what this is what I like about this series, though, is that not like in real life, but definitely like in teen dramas. Um, first of all, there's two things happening. One is that they have the most like mundane problems that are treated like the end of the world. Absolutely, yes. Like honestly, Mary Jane, grow the fuck up, steal the t- like. It's it, who the fuck cares, right? Do you like? Did you know anyone who was that obsessed with a uh, in, in high school about like? doing the right thing that they wouldn't... I mean, it's just high school physics. <laughs> and, but you get the gist. You get why it's important. You get that it's part of Mary Jane's character. But it's just like a small thing of just like... Cheating on a test is a small thing. And we've all either done it or thought about doing it, but it's treated like something so big that it wrecks a whole relationship. Yeah. So I like that, how it's treating... Just normal high school dilemmas is like life or death situations when there are life or death situations happening in the outside world and we just don't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the second thing I, that I like... You could have died from like that Electra Spider-Man attack. Yeah, which is great because it, 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 it takes that kind of like Dawson's Creek type of thing and puts it in perspective. You know? Like there's that line where uh, Mary Jane says to Peter like, it's not like you're trying to save the world. It's like, oh, <laughs> we, we, know, we know he is. <laughs> Uh, but that's secondary. That's just like not even a real plot, and no one knows about it. But that's that's one thing I like about this. And then the second thing is that if there's dramatic irony where the reader knows something that other characters don't, they will suspect it. Which is also kind of a, like yeah. a teen drama thing, you know? Like like we know that Flash has a big crush on Mary Jane because we saw the book, and we're like, oh, no one knows about this. But then in the next issue, we have Flash's girlfriend go up to Mary Jane and be like, I suspect that either Flash is cheating on me or not really cheating on me, but has a crush on someone else. Someone, Mary Jane, but I don't know who, but I know I could trust you, Mary Jane. It's like, first of all, that's so on the head of, like, how can, how can like, obviously it's Mary Jane, but second of all, like, why do you think that he just has a crush on someone and it's like so specifically yeah. and you bring this up right after the day after Mary Jane found out about this and this just came to your head like yep. it's so narrative driven of just like well we need to move the plot forward I don't care how she found out about this but you know whatever she feels it in her heart and now now we're gonna make yeah, that an episode we're gonna make that an issue and I kind of love that because it's just like I mean that's stupid but Teen dramas are stupid, so it's like very, you know, spot on. It, yeah. It's important to the people in that world because they think that everything that they have has these life or death consequences, and like that is such a big part of being a teenager because there's so much stuff where you think that you know how everything is supposed to happen, and really you got no idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can, in, in situations like this, you can treat it as metaphorical, like um, 
metaphorical? Oh, not like a metaphor. Metaphorical. Kind of like how Buffy does it, right? It's mm-hmm. like a superhero series, but you're supposed to take it as a metaphor because it's just like this one teen girl's, you know, adventures trying to make it through high school. And yeah. every time she slays a demon, it's like, well, is it real or is it just a metaphor for what like high school's really like? And you can make Spider-Man like that. Well, I wouldn't say um, it's really a metaphor, but you've got like thematic ties into it. Like, right, but that's the, that's the way that this series goes. Like, yeah. you could say that, oh, Spider-Man, Peter Porker, he's, you know, has a dual personality and he's trying, you know, he's trying to make it through high school and that's a metaphor. But this series takes the other route and makes it so, it's it's literal, but it's so far in the background that it puts everything else into perspective, which mm-hmm. is an interesting twist. Yeah. I've never seen that before. It's like everyone thinks it's life or death, and you see Spider-Man literally saving the world. And everyone like knows about Spider-Man. Everyone talks about mm-hmm. it, but like, you know, like he's saving the world, and he's fighting who's it? Like Vulture, and they like crash into. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Hey, get out of the game! We're playing a game over here." It's like, no, I'm trying to save the world. But they're just like, no, our thing is more important. Yeah, there's a word, Sonder, where it's like the sudden realization that everyone else's life in the world doesn't necessarily follow the same course as yours, and I think that's a uh, good thing reflected in this, because it's like, we have seen Spider-Man stories so many times, and, like, seeing what's important to everyone else, everyone on the backside, everyone, like, what they're going through, it makes us really a good, interesting series. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, a different version of, like, Marvels, where it's kind of, like, giving, like, the whole world, like, superheroes, but, like, through, like, they're just average Joe's eyes. Mm -hmm. It's like, instead of trying to investigate who the superheroes are, it's a, we live in the world with superheroes, but our lives are sort of more important at the time being. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, anyway, so, like, yeah, after she finds out the whole Flash thing, we finally have Homecoming, Mary Jane gets her dress... She and Harry get back together because Flash kind of like is like, dude, you can't just break up with Mary Jane because she tried to cheat on Tess and she wouldn't help you. Harry agrees, get back together, they go, and what happens at Homecoming? Oh, well, that's right. Mary Jane wins Homecoming Queen by a write-in campaign. By a write-in campaign, beating Liz Allen because the entire school thinks that Liz Allen is kind of a bitch because she's not very nice. Which is actually the reason that Flash likes Mary Jane in the first place, because Liz is always mean to him. Mm-hmm. And then what also happens? Flash confesses his love for Mary Jane, but he, he becomes homecoming king. Yeah, and so he's like, the king and the queen should be together. And I, I will say, I, I did like Liz in the series. I mean, she is sort of, she's opinionated yeah, no, like and she's, yeah. she's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, it may just be the outsider view of Oh, yeah, we don't actually have to deal with her day in and day out. Yeah, but yeah. The, the other thing, though, is that, like, what did she say at the end of the, of the second miniseries? She was like, well, I just I just wanted to win because I didn't want to hate you when she was talking to Mary Jane. And oh, the, yeah, that's the yeah. thing, though, is I totally get that because, I, I don't know, it, I don't know how I feel about Mary Jane in this comic. You know, she's such a, a flirt and she leads people on and she plays so ditzy about it and just like oh i didn't mean to and then she's just like naturally good at everything yeah it's like everyone who hates her i like i i get it like tess is kind of like she holds a grudge and that that woman from drama no um yeah yeah, what's her name it's a bit of a pollyanna situation i think where i mean she's not necessarily a mary sue character because she does have 
legitimate problems, but I, I agree. Mary Jane character. Or uh, Mary Sue, Mary Sue, which isn't really the best term to use. But I mean, no, I, she is a very flawed character, and a lot of what the series is about is her sort of reflecting on her flaws and what happens as a result of the sort of persona that she perceives. I mean, yeah. like Flash thinks that she likes him and that she's attracted to him because she is not a jerk to him. And I think the psychology that's going on underneath everything is rather interesting. Yeah, no, totally agree. I will say, yeah, so the series kind of now, for the second miniseries, ends kind of with um, Liz Allen and Mary Jane finally, like, coming to terms with one another. And now they're pals again. After they get into a big fight. Publicly. After the big fight to Justin mentioned, yeah. Where she basically says that I'm jealous of you because you're so great at everything and I am not. And then we get the more <laughs> full-length series. Spider-Man yeah. loves Mary Jane. That one lasted for a good 20 issues. Which is about two years. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it's actually mm. like it was a pretty good timing. And yeah, basically that one is Mary Jane and Peter Parker start becoming friends, and he kind of starts tutoring her. But she also starts confessing to him after they get close that she has a crush on Spider-Man. Spider-Man! Spider-Man! But then we kind of have oh, um, Mary Jane starts going into her play audition, which is kind of a thing that like always happened in movies. But the queen bee of the play doesn't care for Mary Jane. Do you know why? Because Mary Jane's super good at acting, just like she's kind of great at everything else in her life. No, but here's the thing. She's not super great at it. She's just hot and likable. Well, I guess. She doesn't know what stage left and stage right is. She doesn't know what iamic pentameter is. Remember, like, they're explaining it to her. It's like, people don't talk like this. It's like, oh, Mary Jane, it's poetry. It's stupid. But, but, like, you know, she's just, like, so likable. that. Well, I think there's a point where there's a difference between, like, being a naturally gifted actor and being, like, a talented actor. Like, the talent takes work and time and knowledge and, like, learning all these things. And you can be a very gifted actor being able to emote and, like, express things without yeah. all yeah, of these Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And I guess because it's, a, because it's a comic book, I can't really tell. I read it that it was just, like, because she's pretty unpopular. I guess you could be right that she could actually be good at it. I mean, that is what she does in a lot of the other, like, miniseries. She's either, like, a model or she does do acting depending on what series we're in. I, I did like how... Uh, the issue did make a reference to, like, Millie the model and all of the other modeling characters just yeah. in passing reference. Like, uh, Hetty, as a fan of, uh, the Paul Tobin Models, Inc. series. Then after she starts, like, um, kind of becoming a thing, like, the Queen Bee of the play community starts dating Harry just so she can piss off Mary Jane. Which is another classic thing that you do in, like, teen dramas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Liz becomes jealous that also now that Peter Parker is now the new best friend of Mary Jane Watson. And she breaks up with um, Harry breaks up with What's-Her-Name because Mary Jane is, um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, no, she breaks up because Mary Jane sort of warns uh, the girl that, oh, if you're doing this just to piss me off, I will cut you. I will leave you behind a dumpster on prom night next year. 
Your body will be found ten years later, desiccated, so you better leave Harry right now. Mary Jane knows how to cut a bitch. And then guess what happens afterwards? Spider-Man, the super big crush. Well, doesn't, Tess, doesn't Tess do that? Mary Jane doesn't go. Peter Parker goes to Tess and is like, we gotta save Mary Jane. Oh, you know, Liz, Liz. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Liz Tilly Corners. Yeah, Mary Jane would never cut a bitch. Yeah, no. no Liz, Liz would, though. Yeah, Liz is like, I will shank the hell out of you if you don't stop messing with Harry, you motherfucker. Liz Allen for life. <laughs> and then what happens right afterwards? Spider-Man, super huge crush on Mary Jane Watson, ask Mary Jane out on a date. Oh, man. And Mary Jane is, like, really excited, except that uh, when it finally comes to the date night, who's there in a tuxedo? Peter Parker. So good. And Peter yes. Parker asks her out on a date. Which is really amusing because we wait, all know that Peter wait, Parker's um, asking her on a date. Instead Peter, of her Peter, Peter Parker asked Mary Jane on a date. Yeah. That's what we just Spider said. But Spider-Man asked Mary Jane on a date. Yeah. They both Devin. asked her a date. Isn't Peter Parker Spider-Man? In separate identities. In separate identities. Peter Parker tries stealing a date from himself. <laughs> it's yeah. that old Parker lock. And guess what happens? She's like, Peter, no. I want to go out with super hot Spider-Man. No, what she says is like, oh, you're funny, Peter. That's a good joke. Laughs in space. And then Peter goes home and cries. But the thing is, Peter had it locked down, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he was like, oh, I finally get a date with the hot girl. How do I make it so I still get stood up? And he's somehow managed to. Uh, I'm just uh, picturing that scene from uh, Howard the Duck where it's just uh, Spider-Man crying on the uh, rooftop. Uncle Ben! Basically how it ended up going down. Because then Spider-Man and Mary Jane, they finally have that date. And guess what happens? Oh, it doesn't live up to expectations. Well, yeah. Because you can't have spider sex. Spiders have eight penises. If you have spider sex, you'll get like radiation poisoning from the spider's burn. That's what we learned from Spider-Man Rain. Yep. Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mary Jane gets cancer from spider's burn. <laughs> it's radiation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if, even if he uses condoms? Well, maybe not, but they weren't because they were married, so. Yeah. Wait, but if, if there's radiation inside of the Peter Parker, doesn't he eventually get cancer too? He's immune to it. He's immune to it because he get, does, there's a blood transfusion one too. Where he gives May, uh, Aunt May some of his blood and she also starts getting sick from it. You don't want anything from Spider-Man. He will give you cancer. So if you get superpowers, you could never have sex, basically. Uh, it really depends. There was a uh, famous article that was written called uh, Man of Steel, Women of Tissue. Where it was pretty much, uh, I forget the Superman writer, but he went in and did this entire like, 10-page article on... Uh, why it would be impossible for Superman to have sex with a woman without killing her. Like, if he ejaculated, well, it would... talked about this in Mallrats. So yeah, that's, I was like, about to say that I'm aware of that because of the Mallrats conversation. Yeah, Brody Bruce says that he can only have sex with uh, Wonder Woman because she has uteruses of steel. Oh, yeah. Well, no, like, they actually... There is an entire real scholarly... Or, well, scholarly-esque article that I think... It wasn't Kurt Swan, but it was, like, one of the classic Superman writers... Who did this under 
an anonymous name, and it was like printed in Playboy, and it was just like really popular. Oh, wow. So basically, males can't have sex, but like Wonder Woman and all those people, they, they, I mean, like if you if you're a female with superpowers, can well you could have a uh, teeth situation where it's just like the like if you had been doing super keggles and you just ripped the guy's dick off. Oh, I guess Wonder Woman and, like, Supergirl probably would rip the, the guy's dick off. Yeah. So the only people that could have sex are two superheroes or... Basically, that's why, superheroes. that's why it's like, that's, Tony Stark. Oh, it was uh, Larry Niven. Man of Steel, Women of Kleenex. Well, yeah, no, that's why it pays to be Tony Stark. Because he doesn't have the powers. It's all in the suit. Or, well, Batman or, or, or you find the people who aren't necessarily super strong or from another world. But here we go. If you if you have sex with someone from another world, though, that's interspecies, isn't that technically bestiality? Uh, well, it depends, because if your genetics are... Well, are we saying, like, alien another world? For a second, I thought multiverse... No, we're talking like alien. Like if John Johns, the Martian Manhunter, tried having sex with someone else, would that be? I, mean, I guess technically. I guess technically. Um, it wouldn't Louis really. Wayne is it, like. It wouldn't really be bestiality. Be, right? Yeah, it wouldn't really be bestiality though, because he is sentient and he is able to consent, which I think is the big difference there. But like the bigger question is, if you had sex with a person from another universe would you potentially die because of the chance that the bacteria and, like, diseases they have are different than the bacteria and diseases from your own world? Would it be like a... Yeah, so... They don't deal with that in Exiles at all. Nope. Well, though they also said they don't necessarily age in Exiles, so it would be, like, horrible to see... It's like Sasquatch gets done with all of her missions, and then it's like, oh, I'm finally back to my real world, and then, like, all of the onset diseases from the multiverse come in and kill her. This kind of reminds me of why, Devin, have you ever talked to Lorenzo, for anyone listening to us, Lorenzo's a friend of ours from college, uh, majored in physics, but have you ever talked to Lorenzo about, like, why he was interested in physics and how, like, because he he was, like, obsessed with Star, uh, Star Trek and he wanted reality to be just, like, a bunch of different species together like that? No. It was only once, like, that was, like, his kind of dream future when he was young and this kind of reminds me of that but like if that were the case if we lived in like a Star Trek futuristic society where it's just or even Star Wars or any sci-fi the Futurama where it's just like aliens coexisting with humans and just you know different different species together first of all you know you know that there's going to be some cross species oh yeah sex but like, there's got to be those companies that make a like a killing off of the protection you would need. Well, and that like goes uh, away of having sex with aliens, right? Well, yeah. and uh, Transmetropolitan, if you've ever read that series, sort of dealt with it, where they had like the people who are like attracted to the gray type aliens, and there's a whole bunch of like issues with that, where it's like, oh. Uh, how do you deal with identity as a human when you know humans aren't really the dominant species? But if you relate to another species that is not human but is actually real as opposed to like the people where it's like, oh, I'm really a unicorn or I'm really an elf. I think we're getting highly off topic because of super sperm. I don't think so. No, see, I think it all kind of ties <laughs> in because, I mean, in teen dramas, first of all, all right, in teen dramas... 
sex is a really big thing. It is. And Spider-Man has radiation, so I feel like it all ties in. But I did want to mention one thing before we move on, though. Is that just imagine the like the politics that go into something like this, right? Where there's like right wing conservatives that are talking about like you know it's just like against God and all those ad campaigns and like the Republican Party going crazy for a human and like a Martian or whatever. Oh man, that would just be oh, actually so I know how to get us back on the topic. Uh, so Spider Man and his amazing friends, I, I, Firestar. Her powers are actually microwave-based, not heat-based. And so what actually happened in the 616 is she did eventually die of radiation cancer because she irradiated her own body so much that she died of cancer. That's sad. Yeah. Superheroes that can way. save the world, but you can't save someone from cancer. It's true. Captain Marvel, out of the space cancer, couldn't mm-hmm. save him. So really, a superhero's worst enemy is cancer. Basically, actually. <laughs> oh man, that is so that is so depressing. So yeah. So anyway, the Mary Jane date does not go well for with Peter Parker, or with Spider Man rather, and she starts developing feelings, being like, "Whoa, maybe I like super duper nerd Peter Parker." But when she goes to tell Peter she might have a crush on him. What is he doing? He's hanging around with some other kind of girl. Some new girl in town. Harry Osborne. AC kind of girl. And then the next two issues got really confusing because it was a flashback issue, but it didn't really address that right away. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Basically, she's going out with senior Ned Leeds, who anyone who knows comics, he is one of the writers at the Daily Bugle, framed for being the hobgoblin killed. You know, he's a senior, she's, I always assumed a junior, later I found out she was probably a freshman. Everything seems sad for her. So she starts becoming an emo goth, and she starts hanging out with some girl called Jessica, who potentially, Jessica Jones? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's kind of what I was thinking. New series starting in a week and a half. Super excited. Yeah, the day before my birthday. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then, yeah. MJ um, starts seeing Spider-Man actually the first time ever in like, his like superhero career. She falls in love. Aww. And then we find out this has been an entire flashback issue. This is her, the entire flashback on why she loves Spider-Man. Well, basically, Jessica Jones tells her that she's not really got her emo, so Mary Jane gets super pissed off and starts crying. Because when she goes to cry, she's already finds the place she was going to go cry is already occupied by another person. A kid named Peter Parker who's crying because his Uncle Ben just died. Like a crybaby. So Mary Jane, sad and alone because everyone's got a partner except for her. And this starts off the big thing where she starts talking to Spider-Man about her like relationship advice. And basically, she, oh, she doesn't want to ruin another person's relationship because Spider-Man thinks that she wants to bang Harry Osborn. But really, she wants to bang Peter Parker, and she wants to stop Gwen Stacy from getting there. Okay, we'll continue on with issue eight. So yeah, so Spider-Man is totally now, but basically, he listens to all of MJ's problems. He's her so like really just get making like a really condensed of like this episode. This happens. This is, I'm going through every single episode. Yeah, 
Okay. Basically, afterwards, Harry and MJ totally hug because Peter saw it, so he thinks that Mary Jane is interested in Harry again, not in Peter Parker. And MJ and Liz, because Liz is now dumped Flash Thompson for like wanting to totally like bang Mary Jane Watson, and they start becoming each other's wingmen. That's super great. Which she's been like hinting at for so long. It's like I want us both to be single. I want to talk to all the all my guys. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, next, yeah. And then next issue, when Mary Jane start hanging out. Not at all weird for Mary Jane or anything. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know Emma Stone and Kristen Dunst were friends. They are friends. Yeah, that's so interesting. Exactly. Uh, I don't well, think in that Spider like Spider Man. I mean, well, there so is Emma Stone, way more, way more attracted to me, personality wise, and look wise than Kirsten Dunst. Well, Agreed. didn't didn't the uh, original Spider Man series have a Gwen Stacy in that third movie though? Yeah, and that yeah, yes. So we're all gonna forget well, about. She it. was no, she was no Emma Stone though. Oh Very no. Stout. No, oh, you got down. digital there. You got digital there. Hey, it wasn't. It was Bryce Dallas Howard. That was Bryce. Da- I don't even. That was like I ever saw Bryce Dallas Howard. She was Gwen Stacy in the third movie. Well, and so at least you know she made it out alive because then she goes and um, becomes well, part of Jurassic World. Yeah, exactly. So good for her. But Gwen has no like filter or anything, and she totally lets it slip that Peter totally has a thing for Mary Jane. Harry starts acting weird too. Potentially, he's becoming a green goblin. We never know. It's never really addressed again. And Mary Jane starts talking to her guidance counselor. And the guidance counselor's like, Mary Jane, if there's a boy you want, take him. And Mary Jane's like, I'm going to go get Peter Parker. And when she gets to go meet Peter Parker, he's making out with Gwen Stacy. So, yeah, so problem's there. Well, Liz gets the great Liz Allen gives the greatest line in the next issue, which is when she's talking to Mary Jane about the fact that Gwen Stacy and Peter are now an item. Don't you just wish you should you could push her off a bridge? Because fun fact, everyone, in the original Marvel Universe, six one six, that's how Gwen Stacy dies in real life, because <laughs> a Green Goblin pushes her off a bridge. Well, Flash starts picking a fight with some of his teammates because. Guess what, everyone? They want to totally trash Mary Jane's play because their play is at the same time as their football game. And Flash is like, guys are a bunch of dumbasses. He quits the team. That's pretty sad. But you know what? It really doesn't make any sense because people who go and see the school plays are not the same people who go and see the school football team play. Exactly. It's not how things work. Maybe they were point Flash made. It was just like Flash. You were actually correct on this for once. Maybe they were really worried about parking. Maybe that makes more sense. And then yeah, Mary Jane goes against counselor's advice, and she goes to Peter's house to tell her how she feels, or so we think. Then Twelfth Night opens, which is the play that she's in, and Mary Jane is super popular. Flash and Liz guess they're together again. That really doesn't get explained how they're back together again. Because she's happy that he stood up for uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe. And against all the other football players. Oh, but then Mary Jane's at a party for all the drama kids, and who's there? 
some kid named Luke. Maybe it's Luke Cage. Is it me? Never really addressed again. Is it me? Well, probably. Okay. Is it Chad Michael Murray? Dude, it could be Chad Michael Murray. Also named Luke in the hit TV series One Tree Hill. Yeah, but she blows everyone off. Oh, and... oh, oh, Everybody, you gotta listen to One Tree Hill, although you can't because it's not up yet. It's true. But Mary Jane blows everyone off because she's now the party animal. And why is she the party animal? Because she doesn't want to let everyone else know that she's super sad about the fact that Peter and Gwen Stacy are totally a thing. Even though they're probably better off that way. Yep. Then she's happy for him and Gwen... Oh, um... But the big thing is they finally reveal what happened when Mary Jane comes over. She says she's happy for him and Gwen Stacy. Oh. Uh, cool, I guess. But then, what happens after? The school paper has a poll saying who's the biggest flirt in high school and who should win but Mary Jane Watson and Herschel Osborne. Herschel? Oh, shit. Herschel yeah. Osborne? Herschel Osborne. And they're asked to be interviewed, but the journalist tries to skewer them both and make them look like bad people. And Harry's like, well, screw you. I'm done. But Mary Jane's like, I don't want people to think I'm such a bad person. I'll do the interview. And then you know what happens? Harry gets his revenge by trying to make out with the school journalist. And right before, he pulls back just so he can be a dick. Harry is a jerk in this. He is a jerk. Yeah. In this particular instance, I was fine with him because the school paper lady was also a dick. Yeah. Every decision that Harry's done in this entire series is kind of a dick move. Yeah, pretty much everything is a dick move on Harry Osborne's part. But, oh, now we hit issue 13. Gwen Stacy is responsible for probably the three greatest pages in all of comic book history. So she gets super pissed at Peter Parker for leaving her all the time because, like, they're out doing something, then he'll see a news report about some super villain he needs to stop, and he leaves. Well, then what should happen? She witnesses a Spider-Man attack. And it's potentially the greatest thing ever. So Spider-Man and Sandman are fighting. And Peter Parker's like, Sandman, why do we keep fighting all the time? Sandman. Because endangering the lives of innocents is the greatest thing ever. Duh. Spider-Man. Oh, that's right. I forgot. LOL. Bam. So basically you have, like, the greatest thing ever of, like, a teen who does not care for Spider-Man and his antics because she loves her dad, who's the police captain, hates Spider-Man, and then, bam, that's how she skewers him and how it happens. But then guess what happens? Because she tells Peter that she wants to break up because he keeps ditching her for, like, no reason, he's like, well, guess what, Gwen Stacy? I'm Spider-Man. Well, no, I thought he didn't actually reveal that, but he revealed that he takes photos of Spider-Man. No, he says, I have a secret you can't tell anyone. Yeah, and then... You don't know what the secret is. Next issue is when she reveals he's Spider-Man. No, I thought she reveals that he takes photos of Spider-Man. Well, she... Peter reveals that he's Spider-Man. I I thought she, 
Okay. Flat out tells you that he is Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, Gwen does know. Because that's when the next issue he totally covers for Peter and saying like, oh, blah, 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 he's out doing things because he's out doing Spider-Man. And she's like, oh, man, Peter, are you like stopping a bank robbery? So cool. So into that. I'm Gwen Stacy. And then Mary Jane keeps being like, what secret does he have, Gwen Stacy? Tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. But now everyone knows that Peter Parker has a secret. They don't know what it is yet, but they know he has one. He really That's is a Mary Jane. That, that dramatic irony, because, I, I mean, they make, they make it pretty clear that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and Mary Jane has all the clues, and, you know, I, I don't read comics as much as you do, but everything I've seen that's related to Spider-Man make it very clear that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but no one knows. Like, in the Andrew Garfield version, where they're just, like, they're at the, um, the football field, and... The, the, the football accidentally gets thrown to them and he throws it back and he hits the uh, the post and it bends. It's like, come on. Obviously, he has superpowers. But there's yeah, so many moments it. like that. But there's so many moments like that in in the, the comic book, like uh, Mary Jane. And this Mary Jane is the first, to, I don't know, again, in other comics, but this is the first Mary Jane that I've seen where she like questions everything, you know? He's like, oh, you know, Spider-Man's voice is cracking, so he must be a teenager. Second of all, I saw him, like, coming out of the school, so he must be a student here. Third of all, he knows my name. Those are all weird things, right? Yeah. Well, regular comic Use common sense comic book characters. Mary Jane could do it. So can you guys. But you wouldn't expect that from them. I mean, Peter Parker is the wallflower who nobody notices. That's this whole thing. I get that, but she made it farther than most people. Like... Mm-hmm limiting it down to be like oh he's a teenager that's our age and he's in the school well in most comics they don't meet until she's in there until he is in college oh really yeah yeah because well, like him the, Gwen Stacy they don't meet he doesn't meet either of them until college only regardless of Mary Jane being there or not someone should be like yeah Iron Man goes to our school right that's totally a thing well, well it's Gwen Stacy or something uh, oh it was like one of the really early issues. Doctor Octopus actually unmasked Spider-Man, and like no one believes that it's him because it's like, oh, Sp- he takes pictures of like Spider-Man for the Bugle. He must just be covered. That's not really Spider-Man. Oh, that's that's interesting. So they think that he's dressing up as Spider-Man, taking pictures of himself, and sending them to the Bugle. Or it's more like he's just doing that to like cover for Spider-Man. So Gwen gets Liz to start talking and finds out that she is the problem with Mary Jane because Liz like. Well, Stacy, you're the problem. You're the reason Mary Jane's upset all the time. And Gwen Stacy gets super sad. And she's like, Peter, do you love Mary Jane and not me? And Peter doesn't answer. And then Gwen starts sobbing. And Mary Jane's at the cafe. And you think she's going to hook up with Peter because Peter's going to go put the moves. But nope. Herschel Osborne. That's who's there. Well, so then we start having the alternate identity of Peter Parker. Spider-Man starts hanging out with his Spider-Man and his amazing friend, Firestar, now. While Mary Jane and Harry start becoming a thing. Harry and Flash still start getting pissed at each other because they're like, Ugh. That was the that was the movie with um, Mel Skeep, right? Yeah. Harry, Harry and the Flash? Yeah. He was like, remember that time you like, totally told my girlfriend that you loved her? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's still not cool, bro. 
Mary Jane. Harry starts dating Meryl Streep. Yes. And Mary Jane and Harry start dating for real this time. Everything is great. Not super awkward at all. And Gwen wants Peter to leave her alone. Peter's like, fine, I guess. And she and Spider-Man and Firestar start beating up on everyone's favorite, Haze Pot Pete. And then, guess who else appears at their school? Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. The Black Cat. She's not the Black Cat yet. She starts putting her mood on. Harry's like, yo, girl, you can't totally get with me. I'm in love with Mary Jane. And Mary Jane's like, whoa, Harry, I thought we were keeping this, like, casual. No labels or anything. And Harry's like, no, Mary Jane, I love you. And then as soon as he leaves, calls his dad. He's like, yeah, I totally did the move you said to do, Daddy. I'm totally getting with her. You, oh, yeah, I'm an Osborne. He's a gaslighting asshole. He is a gaslighting asshole. And Harry starts having more daddy issues. He's just like, oh, Harry, don't care. All right, Devin, I got a question for you, and it's going to sound like it is off topic, but I assure you it's on topic. But I have to ask you. Yeah. On a scale from Joey to Mitch, how drunk are you right now? Mitch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm a good Jack right now. I'm Jack. Alright, so do do continue now. Do continue. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So Gwen wants to be friends with Peter Parker, and Peter's like, what, are, are, are you sure we can be friends? And then Gwen's like, actually, I really just want to be with you, Peter. Like, I think we're soulmates. And Peter's like, well, I actually love Mary Jane. Gwen, I'm really sorry. You actually are a nicer person than Gwen Stacy, as I've learned through this entire series. But he leaves her. And Gwen Stacy doesn't want to be pals. And she's like, Peter, I hope you become a great guy in the future. And then Flash is being all weird and sluggish for, like, no reason. As we start finding out randomly, he hasn't appeared, like, for many issues. But then, bam, he appears again. And why? It's because his parents are super poor. He has to get a job so they don't become homeless. And what does everyone do? They do the nice thing. Get him a coffee maker and a super nice pillow. Which I like instead of like trying to lecture Pretty him. Pretty much all of this ends up ending in, and she starts holding hands with Peter and that's how the series ends. And then there's one more series but we aren't going to talk about it because it's garbage and it makes no sense. Okay, yeah, here. I'll talk about the finale real quick. There's five issues afterwards. Completely different writer and artist team. Hated every single moment of it. He claims that they're sophomores now in this series, which to me is impossible because you don't get to go... You can't become homecoming queen if you were not, like... <laughs> yeah, it was like you can't become homecoming queen if you're a freshman. You have to be, like, a junior or a senior. That's not how things work. That's so dumb. And, like, it does not acknowledge... Oh, because she's, like, always super obsessed. She's like, why does Harry Osborne hate me? I'm like, do you, like, not remember the last year when you dumped Harry Osborne and he's super pissed now? Or why Gwen Stacy might be kind of awkward with you because of everything that happened in the previous volume? Well, you guys are multiversal Q, so multiverse it. 
I should. Uh, it is a shittier okay. universe. That makes sense. And then, yeah, and then it just ends with Mary Jane and Peter having pizza, like, as friends, and not as, like, a romantic couple. I'm like, I feel like you totally forgot about the previous 28 issues that well, happened. Well, the and there's the uh, whole subplot about the computer girl trying to uh, blackmail Mary Jane or something. Oh, yeah. Also, once or, um, Liz Allen magically also has black hair now for some weird reason. Strong! Never addressed okay. it Okay, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. So besides this, which is Spider Man, and I guess Smallville, which I guess also counts. And any DC or Marvel, whatever. What do you, what what do you think would also would work as a teen drama? Like as a superhero series. Uh, I think that a, a Fantastic Four series could work yeah, for teenagers. That's what I was thinking. Like, it would be a very different take on it. Uh, X-Men always work, because, yeah, like, it's always. a school. Oh, yeah, because then they all feel like outcasts, like teenagers do. Yeah. T- uh, teen Titans work, obviously, because they're teenagers. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about Teen Titans. And, uh, like, if we're going to get into a weirder series, I think they had, uh, like, hinted at there being an Agents of Atlas Academy during uh, the Infinity event. That would be cool. Like, because there was Avengers Academy, which was a lot of fun, and uh, Avengers The Initiative, where it was like, uh, the superheroes had to get training and become government official superheroes. Like, that sort of thing could be really cool, and I think they've sort of headed in that direction with uh, the current Spider-Man animated series. Which one? Ultimate or... Ultimate Spider-Man. Because, like, they're all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in training. I guess, yeah. I really like what you said about X-Men, though. That would be awesome. X-Men yeah. X-Men, and X-Men team X-Men drama. Evolution was. X-Men Evolution kind yeah. of had elements of that. Well, yeah. and like, uh, there's the classic New Mutant series where it's a lot of team drama and then also... Yeah, I just want to like, I want to hear about people with superhero, like, super strength and awesome abilities talking about how sad they are that their, like, girlfriend dumps them or so-and-so only thinks of me as a friend. <laughs> Uh, I want to see a Dawson's Creek with with superpowers. I think X-Men's like the closest thing to that. They're yeah. Awesome. Well, well X-Men, this is technically the closest thing to that. Yeah. But, well, yeah. X-Men is very much a uh, teen super drama. Though, if you wanted something really weird and more of a, like, college age and beyond, like, really weird drama series, X-Force and uh, X-Statics, that series gets really weird into relationships. That one could work. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, the X-Men and the Spider-Man are basically the two places where it's at. Yeah, reading this made me really want to watch Spectacular Spider-Man again. That right. and, uh, we ended up... That cartoon was good. Yeah, well, and then I ended up, uh, watching Hellboy Sword of Storms with, uh, Strucci yesterday, and, uh, Cheeks, who did the character designs for, uh, Hellboy also did the designs for Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, now if you're talking about a, hell, a Hellboy team drama, I would love to see Ron Perlman as the lead character of team <laughs> drama. Everyone would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other, like, good teen superhero teams that haven't really had that take. I mean, they tried doing the Teen Tony cartoon series with yeah. mixed results. 
I, I like what I saw. Well, you don't have to be a teen superhero. It could just, just be... I mean, everyone was a teen at some point. Just someone with like a really cool backstory that you'd want to see as a teenager. Whether uh, or not they've actually done that. Oh, there was also the Firestar miniseries. Where, yeah. like, she starts off a lot like Mary Jane in this series. Where she's the super good girl and everything goes really well for her. And then uh, Emma Frost, the white queen of the Hellfire Club, is like, oh yeah, no, we need her to join our team so Professor Xavier can't get her. And it ends with, uh, and, like, Emma Frost is gaslighting her the entire time. She ends up blowing up the pony that she gets for Firestar and blames it on Firestar's powers. And at the end, like, Firestar pretty much snaps and is ready to kill her. There's a really good uh, Rachel Miles episode on it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Thank you for the question, because if you want to send in questions to MultiversalQ, you can do so on our Twitter, or at our email, MultiversalQ at gmail.com, or you can find our other contact on our website, but you know what we have to do now? Trials Trial of, of the, the Multiverse. That sort of syncs up. Trials of the Multiverse. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot the obvious answer is Flash. For obvious reasons. Uh, but we're moving on. Okay. But yeah, uh, so Trials of the Multiverse is our list where we are ranking every universe that we've covered or had created on the show uh, in, a rank, in a list from best to worst. Currently at the top is uh, What If J. Jonah Jameson Adopted Spider-Man? And our bottom entry is 196, the Spidey Baby Universe. I'm pretty sure that the bottom of your list should be the universe we're currently living in now. Uh, well, we haven't gotten to that series where it started off as Mark Millar trying to do, uh, like, uh, superheroes go into our world, and then it just gets really, really stupid after that. Oh, uh, I, was just, I was just trying to say that the universe we're currently living in is probably not as great as any of the universes portrayed in comic books. Ooh, uh, I know, it's shitty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would at least probably be above Beast Became a Beast, if not higher. Well, I guess, you, I guess if you think about it, it's kind of nice that we don't live in the universe of, of uh, superheroes because then it would be like 9-11 every day. Well, yeah. uh, once a month. Once a month. That's still that's still a lot of nine elevens to happen. <laughs> too many, I would say. Yeah, that's only to you. Probably crazy. But in my opinion, that's too many nine elevens. That's only you in New York City. Everyone else is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, still. Oh, okay. Well, let's put this on the list. So, Devin, I know you love this series, and I really enjoyed it. So let's start off with a high point. Is it better or worse than Hollywood Spider-Man? It's better than that. It's better than Hollywood Spider-Man. It is. Is it better than Thunderbolt? Oh. It's when Spider-Man becomes super famous for being a Hollywood star. And he does a bunch and, of cocaine. And in this universe, there's no D? Yeah. slide off with the rest of the Hollywood land? No, it yeah. got stolen by an anthrop- the, the anthropomorphic dog. And- it's Hollywood. Yes. Hollywood. And Spider-Man is a star. Mm. Yep. Okay. 
Is it better well, than... That's, pro- that's pretty realistic. That would probably be how Spider-Man would... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would... of course he would. Is it better than Thunderworld? Yes. Is it better than what if Galactus became human? Yes. Is it better than what if the Avengers formed in the 1950s? Yes. Is it better than Space Punisher? Yes. Is it better? It's pretty hard. Well, we're already like coming up to the top five. Is it better than Iron Doom Masada? Yes. Is it better than Tony Stark Sorcerer Supreme? Yes. I'm going to contest you on this point. Like, are you trying to put this at the number two spot? No. Okay, are you trying... Okay, because right above Sorcerer Supreme is Daredevil End of Days. What do you mean by better? Is not better by End of Days. Do you mean better as a universe to live in or just as a series? You're putting more thought into this than we do. Yep. It's a podcast. It's what we do. And you should never listen to our podcast because there's a lot of thought and put into that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will let you put it in at the number four spot above Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme, and under Daredevil End of Days. So, Spider-Man loves Mary Jane. And... Let's put on the uh, Terry Austin Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Is it worse than Obnoxious... What? Is it a separate universe? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is it worse than Obnoxious the Clown? Yeah. Wait, no. Put it right above that. Uh, is it worse than The Watcher Worst uh, Stand-Up Comedian? Yes. Who's the stand-up comedian now? The Watcher. The Watcher. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Our new number 189 is Terry Austin's Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. And our new number four on the list is Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane Main Universe. Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. Sometimes we do bonus episodes. You can find all of our stuff on iTunes or at multiversalq.com where you can find links to all of our things, including our new reader's guide that I put together, uh, our Trials of the Multiverse list, image galleries for each episode, and contact information. We're also on Facebook, Tumblr, and uh, we're hosted on Libsyn if you wanted to try there. You can find me on Twitter at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, and I'm also on the Stuff Podcast. You can check out the Fallout 4 release video that we partially sponsored. I will put a link to that on the website. And you can find me at, at FredoFett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And you can find Justin and I on the upcoming podcast, Wine Tree Hill. And you can find me sitting in my room watching One Tree Hill every week. That's without... And I'll be drinking and talking about it with Devin. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. I would understand. Yeah, we'll see you next week for Exiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because someone's going to die. Oh, no. It's Ponce. Not Ponce. So we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.